Welcome to Black Girl Say Something, where this black girl has something to say. And this is the first full episode of 2023, so I'm excited because, as many of you know, I was on a little hiatus prior to the new year. Uh, the kids and I, we went on a cruise. We went to Mexico and Key West. Um, it was a five-day cruise, very much needed. I got some alone time. I got individual time with them. We got family time. They even um, had some alone time, and it was a really great time. So we ended 2022 with a bang. It, it was really amazing. And even just, you know, at New Year's Eve, we did the countdown and everything. So that's just a little recap. So I used that time um, to meditate on what, you know, the new episodes are going to be about, get in contact with some new guests and things like that. And I always want to make sure that anything that I produce for this podcast is in a state of authenticity and not necessarily, um, it's not scripted, you know, uh, the podcast is pretty much my life. It's a depiction. It's a, it's a window, I should say, not so much an open book, but it is a window, um, to what goes on in my mind when I gather insight or realization and, You know, it's funny because I get like questions and emails and comments on social media or people who know me personally and they tune in. And it's like, well, you're in the middle of a divorce. Um, I haven't heard from him in months, I should say, um, because we're only allowed to speak via a, a court ordered app. And um, there's a restraining order in place. And there's so many of you, you know, you if you know, you know, right? Um, but people are like, well, what does dating look like for you? And I remember early on when letting some close people know that, hey, this is what's going on. They just want the best for me. And sometimes the best that they want for me was not at that current time. And I was like, I'm just holding off. You know, I'm just waiting to see. Um, but I got a new therapist. And this new therapist said, well, how do you know unless you try? How do you know you're ready to date unless you try? She asked me, are you dating? And I was like, Ugh. I gave her a little pushback. And she pretty much was like, how do you know unless you try? So I tried. And I'm an 80s baby. So I come from, you're not supposed to be meeting strangers on the internet. So that after getting over that little brick wall, um, but also my previous therapist uh, had m- gave me some homework. And part of that homework was uh, to come up with some non-negotiables. What are some things that I will not negotiate on? And so for me, it would be I answering like the prompt questions that mean you have a lack of attention to detail. Um, Just certain things like if you have children, why are children in your dating profile? So are you not concerned for their safety? So certain things like that, um, I have come to realize are my non-negotiables in meeting someone new, right? And so this is not non-negotiables that are, this is what I want out of a relationship, so to speak, because I'm not on an endeavor for a new relationship. I'm more so on an endeavor of finding or bridging the gap between coming out of a relationship and meeting new people. Um, I'm not necessarily someone who's looking to get remarried so soon. I'm I might divorce and I final that's first. But I'm not looking to tell people, hey, I want to be married in the next so many months. I'm looking to 
have a friendship and maybe it turned into something more because I've done that already where I was in a relationship with someone who was not my friend. And so the last thing I want is to not is to be with someone who the first thing I would want is to be with someone who's, who I would consider a friend. So moving forward, this episode's topic is called Shivery is Not Dead. And I'm gonna just hop right in. I'm gonna just hop right in. So it goes back to a post. Uh, one of my supporters, and I'm a su- big supporter of her. She opened up a topic conversation on Facebook about chivalry and it was pretty much like she said ladies i'm curious how often does it happen to you um or maybe it's more so the environments that i've been around lately uh but how often do you have the door open for you she says she has a close friend that does it for her on a consistent basis and it makes her feel delicate um it's something that has not been a normal occurrence in her life so i commented and it actually happened very recently um on a date for me um, going back to when um, I was with my children's father, when he would do it, it would be very quid pro quo. So it'd be like, if he's being super nice to me, he's anticipating something. Um, we did not go on many dates, but when we would, you know, I would make it a point to say, hey, if this is a date, I feel like this is what I want. So it was more so I always knew that was something I wanted. Is that something he could give me? No. So that is something that's on my non-negotiables because I shouldn't have to tell you. Now, if that is something that you naturally do, then you're going to naturally do it. And so um, the researcher in me uh, dived in to where does this word chivalry come from? Why is it called be you know why is those acts of kindness called chivalry and not just politeness or not just kindness or general or you know lumped in with generosity right and so in my research i found that chivalry goes back to it's a word of old it's a word from medieval times and it would be used to address like knights so a knight would be chivalrous or uh synonymous with the word galliot And they said that chivalrous gentlemen um, are individuals who use uh, who are courteous, thoughtful and demonstrate commitment to respect, compassion, trust, not to score points or conceal their true intentions. So this would be some something similar to say that that's how that person is. But going back to this word coming being a word of old back in medieval days, um, when they referred that to knights, knights were very uh, caring and protectors of, sort of speak, you know, to when they would say like a damsel in distress. And it made me think when she said it makes her feel delicate. And it honestly does. And it was funny to me because I did comment, you know, it happened for the first time um, recently on a date. But let's go back a little bit. I had to I'm reminded Strangers do it all the time. I've had I've been walking to the gas station and Racetrack is a pretty big gas station with a big like parking lot. And I've been walking to the gas station door and I've had men say, hey, hey, wait, I'll get that for you. And like running up to the door and it's like, oh, okay, thank you. You know, or they hold the door as you're walking out or they hold the door for you as you're walking in. But to have someone actually say, hey, I'm walking to your car and open the car door for you. Um, you know, and see you off or, you know, sprinting up a little bit to open the door for you. Yeah, it does. It is a nice touch. And on this particular date, I had met some 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 strange characters along the way. But this particular person, 
um, if all goes well, we look like we're going to be making it to a second date and he's already planning like the third date. And again, back to my non-negotiables, someone who can itinerary. Um, I'm very itinerary, itinerary oriented. I mean, if it's not on my calendar, it's probably not going to happen. Um, I do like impromptu things, but because I have children and I'm kind of dating around their schedule, it has to go on my calendar. And so, you know, that's where I'm at with it. So, you know, if all goes well, but on the first date, you know, we had discussed, like, there was a lot of questions asked and it, it's new. Again, when dating, I've come to find you have to be self-aware and being self-aware looks like, well, what do you like to do? And I realized asking people that who aren't self-aware immediately, that's, it's a red flag for me. Not necessarily saying that not knowing yourself is a red flag, but it's a red flag for me because as self-aware as I am, and I can tell you, you know, jokingly, like my love language is sparkling water. Um, My personality type is I got to put it on my calendar. Those are some things that I'm self-aware about and I can make light of and fun of, but that's really who I am. And so, you know, a person who is chivalrous, they, that's that's their quality. That's a characteristic that they have. And so it doesn't change based on how they feel or based on the day, but that's just who they are. And people who are self-aware can recognize like some things that I look for when people, how they describe themselves, oh, I'm a good person. And I've come to realize people who are good people rarely ever have to uh, say that they are right? People who are polite rarely have to say that they are. And so, you know, I've said before, you might ask one person about me and they might tell you something good. And you might ask another person about me and they might tell you something bad. Both of them can be right. But guess what stays the same? My character, my integrity, those things stay the same. And so being chivalrous goes back to integrity. Chivalry is not dead. It's just a fact of integrity. And I remember taking conflict resolution and, you know, or even further back, leadership. And we had a discussion, an open discussion about leaders. And it said, can a leader be created? And for the longest time, I was like, no matter how much training a person can get, they can never be a good leader if they don't have a good, if they don't have good character. And I said that in class and my professor was blown away by that statement. And I was like, yeah, they can go to all the leadership training, all the leadership conferences, all the leadership, 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 leadership. But guess what? If they don't have good morals, if they don't have a good character, if they don't want to be an upstanding person, their leadership skills are going to be crap. And so such is the same when on this hunt, right? Because I mean, not a hunt, but using the word loosely on this venture, this new venture that I'm in of dating and being in that arena and meeting different people. um, It's interesting to know that there are some people who genuinely think that they're good people. And, you know, this goes for women, too, because even on these apps, you can meet people because I'm trying to make friends, too. Um, So you can meet someone. And um, and not per- meet them in person, but you get to talking with them and you realize, oh, you have a small mindset. And, you know, you'll realize very quickly the type of people that you want to be around, the type of people that you want to entertain. And 
holistically for me, I just wish that this is something that I would have experienced a lot younger in life before I had children, because again, my children are very self-aware at their age. And so I could only imagine the level of self-awareness that they're going to have as adults, where it's probably going to be a very different arena as far as dating and meeting someone because they're so self-aware now as children. I don't remember being this self, this self, the self-awareness that I have now, I just gained. So for them to be, you know, 12 and eight years old and be this self-aware or even like my son, he already exhibits a lot of those um chivalry uh characteristics you know when he's saying he wants to learn how to cook so he can take care of his wife and kids and he says like these little things you know um my daughter she has an understanding of you know she wants a person in her life that's going to be chivalrous and it's interesting because it's like while this is a word that we use a lot of time we use words and we don't know the root meaning or where these words ultimately come from but it was a word just to describe someone being polite and kind and generous and these were people that were knights people that were put in place to protect you know the city or the town or whatever so chivalry is not dead um i've come to find that it's not and if someone uh genuinely sees uh more in you than you see in yourself, I should say, or if they're just really a nice person. There's some people, they might be a nice person, but that's not part of their character. Um, And so I like when she said in her post that it makes her feel delicate because I was just like, oh, okay, this was, that was nice. You know, I was like very polite about it. I was like, oh, thank you. You don't have to. But then it was like, yeah, you do. Because that was nice. And so I'm in this place where I'm not, um, I've broken myself out of, you know, when someone says thank you for something, I'm like, oh, no problem. No, you're welcome. Because guess what? I didn't have to, and they didn't have to thank me. So you are welcome. You see? And so we have to, I'm in this place where I'm reconditioning my mind because it's like, it's so easy to say like, yeah, chivalry is dead, but it's like, it's not. And we have to break out of the strong, independent woman mindset is what I'm doing. And I'm delicate. I really don't want to be called strong by any man because for the longest time, the one man that was always calling me strong was really trying to big my head up so that I could continue to take care of him. And so I got, I got fed up with that and I didn't want to do that anymore. And once I didn't want to do that anymore, things got worse. But yeah, this black girl has something to say and there's going to be a lot more information to come or a lot more topics about um I'm going to keep y'all posted about this dating journey. It's been interesting. Um I definitely know, you know, I had such an emotional coming out of the old year into the new year. Not because I was sad. I was like, just could not stop crying. There was like two days I could not stop crying because it was tears of joy. And then I just got this new therapist and she's like, are you okay? I want to see you it, it, like really soon, you know? And I was just like, no, I'm good. It's just, I don't think you understand how heavy my life was this time last year. And to be like, I made it. Even my son, he said, mommy, we made it. So much happened. And we made it to the end of the year. And that really let me know, like, I, I'm keeping them afloat. I'm keeping us afloat. 
and life has been really good. Life has been really good. I mean, there is no uh, stone left unturned for the good that has been happening in my life and for my children. So if something was said that encouraged you, share it with at least one person. Remember, you can tune into Black Girl Say Something every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can tune in on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM. Amazon Music, and Podvine. And don't forget to click the link in the description of this episode to become a subscriber because that's where I'll be posting subscriber-only content. Thank you for listening.